Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Saturday. So for the last few days, we have seen Paul setting his face towards Jerusalem, similar to how Jesus did. Making this journey to Jerusalem, even though he knew what would come, imprisonment, and the potential for pain and suffering. And today we're actually going to see the very beginning of his trip in Jerusalem. So let's dive right in. We're in Acts chapter 21, verse 17, and I'm reading from the ESV. When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he related one by one the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified God. Isn't this beautiful? He told them what God had done. And they didn't glorify Paul. They didn't lift him up and praise him and say, Wow, you are so great. You did all of these things. And yes, his service was incredible, but they were glorifying God for his work through Paul. And may we be mindful of our conversation because it is good to brag about God's work and his successes, but it's not so good to brag about ourselves. So let's make sure when we are having successes, that we are pointing to God and giving him all the glory. And when they heard it, they glorified God. And they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. They are all zealous for the law, which they have been told about you, that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses telling them not to circumcise their children or walk according to our customs. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come. So there is almost like this this poor perception of Paul within the Jews. He's been traveling around, yes, preaching in the synagogues, but we've seen he left many synagogues and preached in the houses, preached in the streets to many Gentiles. So in Jerusalem, there are many Jews who are believing, thousands who are believing, but they're still putting importance in the law, in their customs, in the ceremonial things of Moses. And they're very distressed that Paul would tell people not to circumcise their children, not to follow these ceremonial laws. And what they're most distressed about is not that Paul is telling that to Gentiles, But they think he's been telling that to Jews, which although we don't know all of his messages to everyone, we haven't seen evidence of that, even though he does preach a message of grace, of course, of not having to earn our righteousness. But these Jews were getting upset, and now they've heard that Paul has come. Do therefore what we tell you, 
We have four men who are under a vow. Take these men and purify yourself along with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads. Now this is likely referring to the Nazarite vow, which you can actually find back in um, Numbers chapter 6. It was a very strict vow about what they could or could not do about not cutting your hair. So if you think of like Samson, he uh, was born with this vow as well. So he's saying, go with these four men, pay their expenses so that they can observe this law, take this vow. But as for the Gentiles who have believed, we have sent a letter with our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. So they're saying here are the guidances that we have given to the Gentiles. Yes, it's different than the law of Moses, but it includes those big roadblocks like we talked about a few weeks ago. Then Paul took the men, and the next day he purified himself along with them, and went into the temple, giving notice when the days of purification would be fulfilled, and the offering presented for each one of them. So Paul here is going with them to show his support still for the law of Moses, because God's word still is valuable, and of course God wants us to follow his law, his moral law, and so he's showing this support and it really um, draws a connection to something he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. He said, To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. He's becoming all things for all people so he might save some. So he's doing this action for the Jews that some might be saved. That he would preserve unity. But as we look onwards, let's see what the response is. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, these were Jews who had previously been angry at him, driving him out of towns. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him. And we're going to hear the conclusion of this story tomorrow. But we see that, yes, Paul was trying to be all things for all people, but some people were committed to misunderstanding him. Some people were committed to disdaining him and hating him regardless of the actions he was taking. He was taking an action to be purified ceremonially. Of course, not for salvational reasons. For custom reasons. For cultural reasons. Something that would not harm his faith but would also not deepen his salvation. And yet, even though he took this step, they still didn't accept him. And instead, they actually stirred up the whole crowd against him. They were committed to misunderstand him. So what can we take from this? To be honest, I think we can take the Spirit's leading. That in whatever situation, may we pray over our actions May we pray over the times when we need to stand up and boldly speak and the times when we also need to become all things for all people. May we pray over which boundaries we need to set 
and which boundaries may be ours and not the Lord's that we need to lessen. What areas of pride we may need to lessen in order to become all things for all people. But of course, in a way that is always honoring God, always honoring healthy boundaries that he places on our hearts. And so I know this isn't crystal clear. You're not always going to have an answer. But remember that some people are going to be committed to misunderstanding you, to misunderstanding your faith, to misunderstanding your opinions. And so pray, ask the Lord how much he wants you to give to those people, to those situations. Sometimes he may want you to take a step out like he had Paul do here into the ceremonial cleanliness, purification. And sometimes he may have you set a healthy boundary. So pray, my friends, go into this weekend remembering that the Lord loves you, pointing to him and not yourself so that you and everyone around you may glorify God for all of his mighty works. And I will see you Monday morning.